Welcome to episode number 48 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. We are in a series dealing with our finances. We had a number of sessions where we talked about finances and prayer and faith. We've talked about the importance of spending money, but also saving money and trying to get a balance between the two. We've discussed a lot of issues about how to get rich and how to experience financial success. We've also talked about the danger of the love of money. As a banker for nearly 15 years, there were a number of customers that I dealt with who were so excited about making a lot of money and they wanted to be richer than the next person. As a matter of fact, they spent their entire life just trying to be wealthier and wealthier and wealthier. Usually what happened to them was they destroyed the rest of their life. Their finances, maybe they were doing well in that area, had a lot of money, but they would wind up in divorce. Their children wouldn't have nothing to do with them. They had very little, if no friends at all, and they many times became very lonely and very insecure people. So we don't want that to happen to anybody. So I'm going to talk about something I'm really excited about. I'm going to start a new series today. This may go on for six or seven weeks. I'm not really sure, but I want to talk about one word, and it's a word that's been preached about so often. It's a word that's been misunderstood, misquoted. It's been taken out of the Bible incorrectly. It's been taught positively in the Word of God, and it has to do with the word prosperity. I really enjoy the thought of teaching on prosperity, but I want to warn people that life is not all about financial prosperity. Prosperity I'm going to talk about is how to, to achieve financial prosperity and how do we keep our lives in proper balance to deal with financial prosperity. But I also want to comment from time to time, we'll go in and out of it, dealing with the issues of prosperity in our life, the importance of having a prosperous life. I've often talked about my father, a wonderful man. He lived to be year, 80 years of age, just an amazing guy, and he was my hero in life. My dad was not financially very prosperous. However, he had a wonderful life. He prospered as an individual. He prospered as a father and as a grandfather. He prospered as a Christian. He had friends. It's very seldom you hear about someone that never has an argument with someone or never gets into challenges or problems with someone and everybody likes him. Well, my dad was one of those people. My dad was one of those people. Well, the kind of person he was is that everybody loved my dad. He never, ever had battles with people. He didn't allow that to happen in his life. He was a peacemaker, the ultimate peacemaker. Dad was loved by everybody. In my entire life, I've never heard of anyone, ever talked to anyone who ever said anything negative about my father. So I would consider that person a very prosperous person. One person who experienced the joy of prosperity in his life, even though on the financial side, there really wasn't a lot there. So let's let's switch gears now and let's get right into subjects today. We're going to be talking in the next several weeks about very various topics, things that, things like, like financial success. What is financial success? And, and why do we want financial success? Do you ever thought about that? What in the world would you do with it if you had all that money? How to attain wealth. And we're going to talk about that and explain the importance of God's plan for us to become financially successful and how to live financially comfortable. To not have to worry about wondering whether you're going to have a paycheck next month or whether you're going to be able to retire when you want to retire. We're going to talk about all those things. What is financial prosperity? We're going to talk about why do evil people prosper? And is prosperity in a evil person really 
a blessing. Is financial prosperity a blessing to some? In some cases, financial prosperity is a dangerous thing to have take place in your life because we're not prepared to deal with it. So you can tell we got a lot of things to talk about. We're going to base it all on the Word of God, and we're going to get into that right now. But let's pray and ask God's wisdom. Father, I pray that you'd bless this teaching, bless this new series that I'm so excited about, Father. But let my emotions be under control by the Holy Spirit. And I pray the Holy Spirit will reveal to me what I need to teach in this series and what the people listening in want to receive. God. I pray that the message of prosperity, Father, will go deep into their hearts. They'll receive it, Father God, and they'll operate in that prosperity message that you have, Lord, according to your word, Father. And I'll thank you for a great result, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The message of prosperity found in God's word starts very early on in the word of God. I'm going to use Deuteronomy chapter 28 where God is talking to his people. He's talking through Moses, trying to get him to understand what to take to the people and what to share with the people. And it's crucial that we understand there's some very important keys in God's plan for financial prosperity. The first one has to do with obedience. We must be obedient to the Lord and be faithful to him. So let me read in Deuteronomy chapter 28, starting at verse number one and verse number two. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. Here's what the Lord is saying. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all his commands that I am giving you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the world. You will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord. Earlier in the book of Deuteronomy, God is talking about the blessings of obedience. As a young Christian many, many years ago, I remember a pastor one time preaching a sermon and he he entitled it something like, Obedience is Better Than Sacrifice. And I didn't really understand what he was talking about. He he talked about it and he was trying to explain it and, and, and he did a good job, I'm sure, but I was not really clear on what, what the word sacrifice. See, when I listened to the word obedience, that was I understood that one because I was raised in a family where we were disciplined. We were taught to be obedient to our parents and I understood that, and we had to sacrifice something if we were not obedient. For example, if I wouldn't eat my dinner, then I wouldn't get it. Maybe a dessert or ice cream before I went to bed. Or possibly if I was disobedient to my mom or dad, then I would lose visitations with my friends or whatever it might be. But I was taught at an early age, and I'm sure most of you were in the same situation, that obedience is better than sacrifice. So God is trying to give us a plan here to prosper. Now when he talks about it in Deuteronomy chapter 28, he's talking about blessing the entire world and blessing the nation of Israel and and how the blessings of God can be upon us. Well, that statement there applies to us today because God wants to bless his people. He proved it early in the word of God. In the Garden of Eden, God blessed Adam and Eve. He blessed them with this amazing, perfect place to live, perfection there. And they had the absolute, the ultimate existence there. They were prospering in everything. Even though they didn't have any money, they were prospering, but they allowed sin to get in their life. So therefore, because of the sin and they were not obedient, they had to sacrifice and were basically thrown out of the Garden of Eden because of sin in their life. So we need to learn very early in the prosperity message that we must be obedient to God, trust Him, believe in Him, look at His Word for our guidance and direction, and then follow that Word and make decisions on our finances based upon the Word of God.
As I read on in the book of Deuteronomy, and I'm not going to read all this to you because it's just not appropriate right now. If you want to read all about the blessings of God and what his obedience or sacrifices all had to do, you can read it all in Deuteronomy chapter 27, 28. But I, I do think it's important we understand that in the later on in the chapter 28, the Lord talks about if we don't listen to him, if we're not obedient to him for guidance, then he will send challenges in our life, confusion and frustration and everything that we do. And, and he talks about how we will be, we'll be confused in the decisions that we make and we won't know the right things to do and we'll be heading off in the direction that we shouldn't go. And you know, that's that way today. Think about it. When you pray about something, when you ask God to help you in your finances and you feel at peace about it and you feel that you now know in what direction you should go and you believe that the Lord is leading you and guiding you, if you don't do those things, then frustration comes into our life. Frustration and confusion. And we wonder why things aren't happening the way they should. Well, we should always run back to the Word of God or run back and get on our face before God, get on our knees before God and pray and seek for guidance and direction. So if you really want to understand the prosperity message, if you really, really want to understand that, the key to it, the first step is obedience. So put that in your vocabulary, learn that word, understand that word, and then we'll be ready to move off and see what God wants to do when we are obedient to Him. The next step in heading towards prosperity is found, I think, in Proverbs chapter 21 and verse 5. I'm reading once again in the New Living Translation just a few words, but a tremendous amount of instruction and direction for us if we want to prosper financially. It says here in Proverbs 21.5, Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. Now, let's spend a little time on this one because this is a crucial step in heading towards financial blessings. Good planning. If a man doesn't plan his ways, then he's in trouble. If we don't set out with a plan and we just do things kind of hectic, our life is kind of helter-skelter, it's just kind of, we bounce around from one thing or another thing. I'm not sure if you're familiar with something we call a pinball machine. It's a a game that we have here and that game is a, a little steel ball goes out into this area and it bounces around and it gets hit by one device and that device sends it to another device and the other one pushes it back another way and then there's another one that'll throw it into another direction and this little steel ball is just going around in circles back and forth and up and down and around. The key is to keep that ball alive as long as you can and that way you get a lot of points and a lot of points and a lot of points and then you score well and you might win a game. So it's a maybe it's not a good example of what I call planning but in reality think about it. You don't want a life that's bouncing around like a steel ball inside of a cabinet being pushed from one side to another side. A person needs to plan their way. We need to sit down. There's something in planning for financial success that's called due diligence. Now, I've made a few comments before about due diligence, but I need to spend a little more time on that because due diligence is absolutely essential for any type of financial success. The term due diligence is kind of a program for setting up and understanding which step you need to take. For example, if I'm going to go out and buy a piece of property, I have to understand what I can do with that property. I don't just buy it and then wonder, okay, I guess maybe I'll build a skyscraper on it and find out I can't. The city won't let me. Or possibly I can't build something on it because the soil is not good condition. So we don't just buy a piece of land and then just decide, well, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. No, that requires planning. 
planning. So therefore, due diligence is to go out. If you're looking to build a house, you find a good neighborhood, you find a good piece of property, you find out what it's zoned, you get good financing for it, you understand what you're going to put on it. If it's going to be your own home, then you have a plan for what you want to put on that property. You just don't show up someday with a bunch of concrete, start pouring concrete on the dirt with a bunch of lumber and start putting walls together and not have a plan. Due diligence is a plan of attack, so to speak. It's a plan whereby we we have step one, step two, step three. We might have a hundred steps where we go through the process. I know in investing in the real estate area, which I've done a lot of in my life, there was a goal that we had set up to purchase properties to make money. Obviously, that was what our business was about. We wanted to make a profit and a profit's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. And so we would go ahead and have our due diligence plan. We had basically 10 guidelines or 10 steps to take in our due diligence to see if we had any interest in buying that piece of property. The first might be the location of the property. Is it good? The second might be, is it priced properly? The third might be that how big of a a house can we build on that piece of property? What are the restrictions on it? Make sure that we don't violate violate some of our rules. Some of the rules that we have in Arizona is you don't want to build a house with a west facing backyard because we have extremely hot sun in the summer times in the Phoenix metropolitan area. And during the summers, it's the temperatures get so high, you can't enjoy your patio if you're sitting out in the sunshine all the time. So little things like that are steps of due diligence. That's called good planning. Proverbs 21.5 says that. Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity. Then after we do our planning, after we go through our, our steps of due diligence, making sure the city will let us do what we're supposed to do. And in your due diligence, you might be thinking of investing in stocks or investing in various types of securities. Now, I'm not qualified. I'm not certified to teach on that subject other than I can tell you this, you better be sure that if you hire somebody to invest your money, maybe your retirement account or your your future retirement account, that you make sure that that person does the due diligence and does the step-by-step planning to be sure where he places your money is a good place, a safe place, a secure place where you can get a return for your money. And if your investment counselor is not a good planner, you don't want anything to do with them. If they don't have steps for due diligence, you don't want anything to do with them. So once again, one of the steps to financial prosperity is for good planning. The next step, it says, is for hard work. Now, there's really never a substitute for hard work. I understand that sometimes we, we we work hard, we do something very, very hard, then we learn from it. And the next time we do that same project, we may not work quite as hard, but we work smarter. So we don't always have to work harder. Once we've learned something, we can work smarter. And what I mean by that is, at first we have to work hard to understand exactly what it is we're supposed to do. Then what we've learned from that, the steps that we've learned through that process, we can help us in our next decision to work smarter and to make good decisions. But getting back to Proverbs 21.5, good planning, remember number one. Number two, hard work. Hard work leads to prosperity. That means getting up in the morning and putting your shoes on, getting dressed, and going out. You work hard. You plan to work hard. Today, I'm seeing a lot of young people that feel like the government should give them everything. They should give them what they're going to get. That if they need a cell phone, the government should just give them one. That if they need to get health care, the government just needs to give it to them. And I believe that that's a dangerous process because what if the government decides not to do that for you? If other people are your source of blessing rather than good hard work, someday you're going to be disappointed by it. 
My dad, once again, was a very hardworking man. He worked for 40 years for a company here in Arizona. And after 40 years, I think he only missed maybe three or four days working from sickness. Now, he would get sick, minor little things, whatever, but he always felt responsible to go to work because when he went to work, he knew that he was part of a team. But when he didn't show up for work, the team was hurting. And so if you work for another company, the team concept will help you to be a hard worker because we need to be held accountable in order to be blessed. When you work for somebody else, they want you to have good planning. They want you to have hard work and they're going to bless you. That leads to prosperity. They'll bless you. But if you're not a hard worker and you want to find the easy way around, you're going to have a lot of problems. You're going to have a lot of challenges. And this scripture goes on to talk about that particular area in Proverbs 21, 5. It says, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. Let's talk about that for a second. A lot of folks are always trying to find the easy way out. Sometimes they spend more time looking for a shortcut or an easy way to do something than what it would have taken had they done it the proper way in the first time. It's important like in in lumber. When a guy is a carpenter, he's got a rule. And the rule is measure a board twice, but you only cut it once. Now think about that. That means he plans, he measures it twice, hard work, he takes twice the effort to measure, to be sure he's got the right measurement, and then he's able to cut and has success, and that's prosperity. But if he looks at it and tries to eyeball it and just kind of stare at it and say, well, I think that's about right, or does a quick measurement, and then cuts this board, then that board may or may not fit where it's supposed to go, and like the scripture says, it'll lead to poverty. It'll lead to making a mistake. So it's important we understand that prosperity requires, go back to what I first started with, obedience to the Lord. Then when we're doing our work, we need to have a plan of due diligence, and that plan must be complete and and fulfilled and be set up properly and must have steps within that plan. And then once the plan is in place, there needs to be hard, consistent work, and we should avoid these shortcuts, hasty decisions, things that put us into a difficult time. A lot of folks that I've seen in the construction business will send a crew out to do work. And remember, I've built shopping centers, I've built office buildings, I've built homes, a lot of different things that I've built and I've dealt with a lot of contractors. Most of them are very good, very talented, do good work. But every once in a while, you'll get the person who comes in. They don't have a plan. They're not a hard worker. They're not consistent in showing up to work. And they try to make quick decisions and try to take shortcuts to get something done. And it never, ever is successful. So the key to prosperity is to listen to what God has to say. It's interesting. Those words were written so many, many years ago, and yet they're so appropriate to today in this teaching on prosperity. Here's another wonderful scripture found in the book of Proverbs, and it's in chapter 28 and verse number 19. A hard worker has plenty of food. Well, that's that, that's nice. That goes together, right? A hard worker has plenty of food. But a person who chases fantasies ends up in poverty. So here we go again. The same concept of hard work has a reward. Hard work will give us prosperity. But a person who chases fantasies. Now, let's talk about that chases fantasies. What does that really mean? And today, there's a lot of these get-rich-quick schemes that come to me, I mean, almost every day. I get something in the mail, or I get emails, or I might get a letter from someone that I know who's got this plan or some idea to make money and he wants to sit down with me. I can remember one example. When I was a banker and I was managing this local bank, a gentleman that I knew came up to me and sat down and said, I've got this plan. I want to open up a new bank and I'd like you to be part of it. Matter of fact, I want you to be president of this bank. Now, I was a 
manager. That means I had a good position. I was making a good salary. I had a good steady job and I was responsible for about 26 people in that office and I was really happy with what I was doing. But this guy came in and he said, I've got this game plan, this program where you can become the president of this new bank and you can make two, three, four times more than what you make right here. And he says, and I'll be the executive planner and I'll start an insurance company and that insurance company will insure the deposits of our new customers. And so we don't have to worry about getting approval from all these agencies and all that hard work, he says, in order to get your board approved and get your finances approved and go to the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation or otherwise known the FDIC. We don't need to get their approval. We don't need to go to the banking commission get their approval we'll just go out and start our own insurance company to insure the deposits of our people and then we'll start a bank and we'll both become rich overnight it's an amazing thing and i just looked at him and i said you know the chances of that working are just nothing. There's absolutely zero chance of that working because you've got to go through the process in order to make it a legal entity, to make it a fair entity. He says, oh, no, no, we can just do this and we can be successful and we can do it overnight. We can just have a great success and raise lots of money. We'll both become rich. And I said, it's not going to work. You can't do that. It's going to require hard work, good planning, obedience to the Lord. And what you're talking about, quite frankly, is fraud. And he wanted to set up something that was fraudulent, something that was illegal. And I could see it right away. And so I stopped and said, no, I'm not interested. We're not going to go that way. And I moved on and I just said, well, thanks for coming in, but I'm not interested in doing that. Well, as years went by, this same individual went from one company to another company, always with some plan, some scheme, some some fantasy that he had come up with where if we did that, then we'd all get rich overnight. It was always the overnight wealth, but that's not what the Word of God tells us. If we want to prosper like the Lord is telling us to prosper and we want to have financial prosperity, there has to be steps involved in it. Once again, obedience, good planning, due diligence, hard work, all those things have to take place in order to receive the type of financial blessing that we want from the Lord. Well, this individual, sooner or later, after trying 20 or 30 different places to do that, he got involved in an illegal scheme and he got caught and he went to prison. And he did. I, I mean, I knew, the, I knew the guy very well and it was very sad that he wound up going to prison because he never understood the concept that hard work brings prosperity and quick schemes bring poverty. So, Write that down. Remember that. Pass on these fantasies that pop up, these what they call no-brainers. I, I really dislike that when someone comes to me and say, I've got this game plan. I know what I want to do. And it's something I we can jump right into and it's a no-brainer. Now, a no-brainer is supposed to mean it's easy. It's not going to take any work at all. You don't even have to think about it. Just automatically just do it because it's going to be fine. Well, that's not what God's Word says. That's not even proper to think that it's a no-brainer. To me, when someone tells me it's a no-brainer, then basically I would run from it because what they're saying is it doesn't take any brains to be able to understand that this thing's not going to work. So, Remember, chasing fantasies ends up in poverty. That is not God's plan for financial prosperity for his people. Let's go back to Deuteronomy. There's just something in this that's drawing me there today. I really believe the Holy Spirit wants me to teach this, this teaching from the book of Deuteronomy when a lot of people are saying, well, you know, the Old Testament's good and all that, but we moved on to the New Testament. Look, the, let me just say the Old Testament laid the foundation for what the New Testament's all about today. And the promises in the Old Testament came true in the New Testament, so I think we 
need both. So I'm not an Old Testament only preacher. I'm also not a, just a New Testament preacher. I believe in preaching the entire Word of God, teaching the entire Word of God, and that we can learn from both sides of it, whether it be the Old Testament or the New Testament. All right, so much for that point. So through here in the book of Deuteronomy, God is talking to Moses and giving him instructions on what his people should do, telling them that obedience is better than sacrifice, telling him that hard work is important, and he goes on and on. And So at the end of chapter 5 in Deuteronomy, verse number 32, Moses went back to the people. And it says right here, I'm reading in the New Living Translation. So Moses told the people, you must be careful to obey all the commands of the Lord your God, following his instructions in every detail. Verse 33, stay on the path that the Lord your God has commanded you to follow. Then you will live long and prosperous lives in the land you are about to enter and occupy. I'm telling you, I can't think of a better example right now scripturally to help us understand this path to prosperity that I'm trying to teach on and I'll be going through in these upcoming episodes in on this podcast. But let's look at that closer. Stay on the path. When God prepares the path, we need to stay on that path. And the path has to do with what? Obedience and planning and hard work and consistency and due diligence and all those things. So stay on the path, let's say, to prosperity, because that's what that's saying. He says, the path that the Lord God has commanded you to do. And that's so vital that we focus on God's plan. God has a plan for financial prosperity. His word is filled with examples, and we'll be going over many of these in the upcoming weeks, filled with many, many examples of how to prosper. And in the scripture, after it talks about stay on the path, he says, then, that word then is so important. If we do this, then that will happen. And here's what it's saying. Then you will live long and prosperous lives. Now, Think about that. Doesn't that sound exciting? It's one thing to live a long life. It's another thing to live a long and prosperous life. I like the word prosperity. I like it in dealing in finances. I like it in dealing with my health. I like it in dealing with my relationships. I like the word prosperity when it has to do with my family, my children, my grandchildren, and hopefully someday I'm going to have great grandchildren. And I want to live long to enjoy those kids, but I want to prosper in the whole thing. I want to be financially strong so that I can bless my children. My wife and I were able to give financial help not a whole lot, but somewhat we were able to help all of our grandchildren go to college. And we gave each one of them an equal amount of money if they would use it to go to college. And so far, they've all done that. And I'm so proud of each and every one of them because God wanted me to prosper so that I could then be a blessing to someone else. We'll be talking about why do we prosper. And I believe it's so that we can be a blessing to ourselves and to others. And then it says, so it says in here, then then you will live long and prosperous lives in the land you are about to enter and occupy. So look at it this way. Let, let's, let's Let's run this forward to today, 2021, the land you are about to enter and occupy. Some of you want to occupy a new home. You want to occupy a more successful business. You want to occupy a more successful life. You want to be able to be financially successful and understand what it's like to retire and not have to worry about your finances. You want to plan your finances so that when you get to retirement, you're going to be fine. All this is planning. All this requires hard work. All this requires due diligence. All this requires obedience to the Lord. So if we put this all together, we move forward so that we can then possess 
uh, and enter and occupy what we want. You might want to travel, then just claim that for the glory of God. If you want to be able to bless the church that you go to and give them finan- to them financially, then just claim that and believe for that. I believe prosperity is there for us to grab a hold of, to take hold of, and to claim and to receive it and operate and live within it. And so I'm going to believe right now as I pray that prosperity will go into each one of us and that that prosperity message will be received according to God's word. So just listen. Maybe right now you can just close your eyes. Well, if you're driving, please don't close your eyes. But if you're in a place where you can close your eyes and meditate on what I'm going to pray about, receive this right now. Father, I pray, Father, that this message and your word, Father, will go deep into the hearts and the lives of each and every person who's listening in today. And I pray, Lord God, that they just wouldn't be scriptures that someone's reading on a podcast, but they would be words that would become alive, Father, in people's hearts. That when they look at the words that that steady plotting brings prosperity, but hasty speculation brings poverty, that those are real. That's a truth. And Father, I pray that these truths, Father, will go into the hearts of these people who are seeking prosperity in their life. And I pray, Father, that everyone, Lord, that's listening, Father, would, would have that eventual goal come to fruition in their life, Father, that they would prosper financially, Father. Lord, that that's not their only goal for prosperity, but for right now, just in the area of finances, I pray a financial blessing for those, Father, who are ready to receive that blessing. And I pray, first of all, Lord, that we'll get ourselves lined up spiritually correct with you, Lord, and that we'll make things right in our relationship with you, Father, so we can hear your voice, Lord, and we can pray. And I pray, God, that we will pray daily about these things, Father, that we will allow our lives to be open to the Word of God and to these words that are being taught on these podcasts, that it would sink deep with each and every one of them, Father, listening today. And I believe, Father, we're going to hear about great results. I believe, Father, many people who've been searching for prosperity all their life and have never really attained it, Father, will receive something special from this series. I pray that you would bless it, Father. Matter of fact, that you would prosper this message, Father. And Lord, it would speak life and living and longevity, Father God, and that people would receive this message of prosperity in the way that God intended it. I thank you, Lord, for that opportunity, and I'll be careful to give you the praise and all the glory for it, Father, as I look forward to these upcoming sessions, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, the next session that I'll be doing is going to continue on this series. Like I said, we're going to probably take on the topic of what is financial success, and then maybe the topic of what do we want financial success for? What, what, why do we want to be rich? Why do we want to have a lot of money? What's the reason for it? Because if you just want to get a bunch of money so that you can someday cash it all in and go home and throw the money on your bed and then throw it up in the air and say, look what I got, look what I got. I think you got a, a bad plan, not a good plan at all. But if you have a plan for that financial prosperity, like I've always wanted to give to the church, I've always wanted to be successful financially and in my business so that I could bless my family, I could take care of my children and my grandchildren, I could bless the church and I can help do things for building the for the kingdom of God. And those are things that are crucial to me and still very important to me today. So I just pray that as you go through these lessons and these sessions, that you'll receive that teaching and that you'll see prosperity in your finances come to pass. So we've come to the end of another episode. So I'd just like to encourage you, if you're interested in receiving some of the other teaching that I have, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. 
And there's information on there about books that I've written on prosperity, on finances, on the issues of success, and on the issues of, of generosity. And there's other topics there on faith and miracles and things. And I just pray that somehow some of that will bless you. If you go to my webpage, there's a link to my podcast so that you can go ahead and get to that webpage and then just press that link and you'll go right into selecting some of the podcasts that we have been teaching. So if you're interested in subscribing to this podcast, then go to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. So now let me just pray this. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. I believe that message so much for you that I'll repeat it every single time we do an episode on this podcast. So our next episode will be prosperity and success. Until next time, may God richly bless you.